You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. It is August 16th, and on Wednesday, Atlanta United will host Red Bulls at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and then on Sunday, we'll travel to Columbus to face a crew team that's only lost once in its past 11 games. It is a gigantic, gigantic week for Atlanta United and its hopes of trying to make the playoffs, which right now don't look too solid. They do have a game in hand on some of the teams they're chasing, but the team, as I need to remind you, has yet to win two consecutive games this season. It's a little mind-boggling that they haven't, but they haven't. And they're coming off of a 1-1, or I'm sorry, 2-2 draw against Cincinnati, so they won't be able to do it if they defeat Red Bulls on Wednesday. Let's go through some quick facts about the game, and then we'll get into some sound from Gonzalo Pineda and Romano Cisneros, and then some sound from one of y'all, who called the number we've been promoting and, and left a, a message that I'm going to answer here on the podcast. And we got a couple of questions in the mailbag that I will answer as well. So Atlanta United is 798. New York Red Bulls are 10, 8, and 7. Kickoff will be 738, and the game is going to be on Bally Sports Southeast. As always, you can follow my live coverage on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. That's D-O-U-G-R-O-B-E-R-S-O-N. AJC. Atlanta United is, of course, managed by Gonzalo Pineda. The Red Bulls by Gerhard Struber. Atlanta at home is 6-2-4. Red Bulls on the road are 7-3-3, which is a fascinating stat. Goals for and against. Atlanta United 33-36. Red Bulls 38-31. Expected goals for and against. Atlanta United 34.8, 34.7. Red Bulls 36.1, 31.4. The Red Bulls are led by Lewis Morgan, 10 goals, 3 assists. Your officiating crew, the man on the pitch will be Ted Uncle. And then you can see my predicted starting 11 in a file called Info to Know at Lenny United versus Red Bulls. It's out on my Twitter. It's on AJC.com. It's out on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I hope that you will consider becoming a subscriber to our wonderful publication. So, Got to talk to Gonzalo Pineda and Ronaldo Cisneros today. And if y'all remember, the first 83 minutes that Lang United played at Red Bulls, like eight games ago, was probably the best soccer it's played all season. But it had two little miscues uh, defensively in the final seven minutes and came away 2-1 losers. But I asked Pineda today what went right in that match that he can use on Wednesday. Well, 
for me, it's being truthful to our identity. Try to play. Try to play. And yes, at times, you know, we know the reputation of, of Red Bulls. They are a very good uh, team on the high pressure. They, are, they like to press at super high intensity all together, trying to block all the channels for, for passing lanes and stuff like that. And we just try to do it better than them uh, on, on the build-up. And uh, that's the intention that we will have again. Uh, and we'll try to be truthful to who we are as, as a team uh, as much as they are going to be truthful to who they are as a team. And that's the battle you always go in these type of games. So for me, it's just continue with the way we are playing. I feel like we are doing a very good job in the build-up phase. And then in the middle third, also disrupting midfield, trying to move the ball faster side to side and progressing the ball forward a little bit faster. In that sense, a bit more direct, not meaning that longer passes or playing just 50-50 balls, but more direct in the sense that one or two passes and then we should have uh, a, a break, uh, a two, at least two lines of pressure. And in that way, I think we can unbalance teams very well. And the little thing that maybe we need to improve a little bit is in the final third, our attacking movements, our numbers inside the box. Even though I felt that Cincinnati was good in certain moments, we still can put more pressure, more numbers, more runs inside the 18 to create a little bit more chaos in the opponent once they are defending inside the box. And then I followed that up by asking Pineda if it's tough to balance a workload of having three games in eight days with the need to get points. Yes, yes. Uh, so uh, you're, you're absolutely right. It's hard, but also we have to be smart. And at the same time, we have to be aggressive in our lineup choices and uh, our, our uh, game changers on the bench, you know. So we have to, we have to be smart, but at the same time, be aggressive and, and, and go game by game at times, you know. So as much as we think Columbus is going to be a great opponent and very important match. Now the most important part match is, is Red Bulls and we have to, to play at the best in this game. Now this, I've noticed this all season, but I noticed it happening quite frequently against Cincinnati. And that was crosses hit to the back post with no one there. And if that is what the team is supposed to be doing, is there supposed to be somebody there or the crosses simply being overhit? We can do better having more numbers, but also in the areas where we want to attack. So obviously we always, we normally try to attack three areas inside the box and the three have to be filled out. One of that is the, is the far post. You saw that in the cross from Caleb Wiley and the big save mm -hmm. for their goalkeeper at the end of the first half with Luis Araujo. That's mm -hmm. where you want your wingers or your opposite wingbacks to be on the far post and you want to attack that. So we have always different areas uh, with different players inside the box. So yes, there should have been someone there a few times uh, and, and yeah that's that's what I was telling you mm -hmm. that's where we need to do a little bit better uh, and we also spoke to Ronaldo Cisneros who's always a very nice gentleman and a, and a good guy to talk to and I asked him how important it was to get at least four points from these next two games that would be a win at home and a tie at least a tie on the road it's a very important week, uh, but I think six points are on our minds. Uh, we saw last week, our last game, we were able to get a point on the road, but the, the Eastern Conference table is, is very tight, so we want to try and win all our, all our games. And, you know, some athletes pay attention to standing, some don't. Ask Cisneros if he does pay attention to the table. Uh, I do because, I, you know, I really care about the team and... and I'm always looking at the opponent who we're about to face. Um, so 
um, yeah, I pay attention to it and um, you know, think we have a, a quality team. Just to catch you up on the table, Atlanta, despite earning a draw on the road, fell to 13th out of 14 teams in the East. They have 29 points. There are five teams between them and Miami, which is in the seventh and final playoff spot. I'm going to go through the point totals for you real quick. Miami 33, New England 33, Cincinnati 33, Chicago 30, Charlotte 29, Toronto 29, Atlanta 29. Now the concern for Atlanta United, in my opinion, is Miami's playing well, New England's playing well, Cincinnati's playing well, Toronto's playing well. For Atlanta United to get above that line, it, number one, has to play well and do what it hasn't been able to do all season, which is consistently win, and then hope some of these teams stumble. And right now, it that doesn't seem probable, but that's why the games are played. We're going to go to a break, come back with uh, our very first audio question, and then a couple of questions that were sent in on the Twitters. This is Southern Fried Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for Atlanta United supporters and listeners to this podcast. If you subscribe today, you will not only get unlimited digital access to the AJC and the Sunday paper for $2.30 a week, but we are also throwing in a special limited edition Atlanta United and Atlanta Journal-Constitution scarf. So sign up now at subscribe.ajc.com slash utdscarf. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash utdscarf. And we've added a new feature to the mailbag, the Southern Fried Soccer voicemail. I'll still take your Twitter and email messages, but you can also call the show anytime you want to ask a question. Just dial 770-810-5297. That's 770-810-5297. There's no charge or anything like that for the call. So I hope you'll put it in your phone. You can put it under SFS Podcast or Doug is the coolest guy ever. Whatever you want to put it in. But if you could put it in your phone and just you can call whenever you have a question, that would be great. So our first question comes from David. I'm going to the game on Wednesday against Red Bulls, and I'm wondering where we can find information about the supporter section and if you have any recommendations for what to do before the game. Uh, we're going to take Marta into Atlanta around 3.30, so we'll have some time to kill. And so we'd love to go and uh, walk to the supporter section, know when they're going to do their march in, if they're going to do a march on Wednesday, and just try to uh, – get the most out of the atmosphere as possible and also if you have any recommendations for food around the bins before the game all right thanks david it's my understanding that for this game uh the tailgating by the supporter groups is going to be at the home depot backyard 
which is the big field just beside Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and then they'll gather for the march in. There may also be, a, a, there's a lot called 17s after the Atlanta United supporters that is on the other side of the stadium from the Home Depot backyard, um, in which supporter groups sometimes gather to tailgate. I don't know if that's open tonight, but you can ask some folks and they'll be able to tell you. Uh, they typically gather, I think it's like an hour and 15 minutes. I think that's right. Before the, or before the game to start the, to the march in. I think that's right. Um, and as for food around the stadium, there is a great uh, Mexican place in Castleberry Hill. Um, if you want true Atlanta food, hit the Varsity. It's a short drive or Uber to uh, or Marta uh, from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, those are a few places that I would hit if I were you. And I appreciate the question, and you now go down in history, much like Yamil Assad, as the first to do something. So that's kind of cool. Now let me go to the questions that were sent in on the Twitters, and they are very similar in scope. Uh, Henry, friend of the podcast, is first. How much rotation might we see from the team tomorrow? And that's also John Harbeck's question, so I'm going to answer that now. I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of rotation because they do have to play again on Sunday. They just played on Saturday. They've got to get points. They've, he's got to put the strongest possible team on the field. Andrew Gutman didn't train today. I think they're trying to save him for a Wednesday to start as what I'm assuming is going to be another three-center back lineup, which is what they used against Red Bull the first time that they did so well with. I don't know if you'll see Ronaldo or Joseph as the leading striker. It was Ronaldo last time at Red Bull. Uh, so I assume you're going to see him again. Rocco Rios Novo has earned his place as starting goalkeeper. Alan Franco is healthy and good to go. And I think that was the only injury concerns coming out of the game against Cincinnati. <clears throat> Henry continues, how likely is it that Atlanta will insist on playing out from the back, facing pressure from a team that pressures as intensely as Red Bulls do? And how likely is that to completely blow up in Atlanta's face? Well, if you remember from the last game, Atlanta broke Red Bulls pressure pretty consistently and after about 15 minutes, Red Bull stopped pressing because they were afraid they were going to get burned um, by Atlanta on a counterattack. So I think you're going to see Atlanta United play out of the back. I think it's going to be a fun game. And I know Atlanta United has to get points. And that's all we've got for this week's podcast. I hope you all are well. As always, hug your loved ones, communicate with your loved ones. This is Southern Fried Soccer. AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. 
It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Oh, 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 oh,